Blog Talk Radio. You know what's going on here, but I'm excited to come to you live. This is the Naked Talk. And yes, the show is unscripted, it's unfiltered, it's uncensored. I have so much planned. Um, I'm very excited because I do have a very special guest who's joining me live all the way from New York. And I know she's already here in the studio. But just before we get into um, today's conversation, first of all, the Naked Talk is brought to you by our amazing friends at Global Royal. Now, Global Royal is all about you know, just um, giving you a lifestyle. And if you want to find out more about them, make sure to go to their website at www.globalroyale.biz B-I-Z, and find out more. Global Royale is a G-L-O-B, global, G-L-O-B-A-L-R-O-Y-A-L-E dot B-I-Z to find out more about Global Royale. And let's not forget our friends at Zinchi Naturals. Now, Zinchi Naturals is all about your finest quality Beauty products made from, you know, natural, um, you know, organic products really made for natural products, right? And I just wanted to say hello to S um, for her amazing, eat it, sorry, for her amazing product. And, you know, they sent me some amazing, what soap did they send me again? Carrot, um, carrot yogurt soap or something. And, you know, they've been supporting the show um, since, you know, our last season and it's just been amazing. If you want to find out more about Zinchi Naturals, make sure to go to their Instagram page. You can go to Instagram.com slash Natural. Now, we're today on the show. Um, we're going to be having a great conversation about how to break upward from a heartbreak. And, um, you know, I've been getting lots of emails and text messages <laughs> and, and just questions that people have for my guest today on the show. But just before we get into this conversation, last time on The Naked Talk, I had a very amazing guest, Moses Brace. He is a sports um, television presenter and a radio personality, one of Africa's finest, and he was here on the show. We had a great conversation talking about, you know, the streets, you know, sweet spot. And, you know, Moses was amazing because he shared a lot of jewels on the show. And even though we had technical, I mean, he had technical issues, kept drop, dropping off the show. Um, it was amazing to have that conversation. And as we always do here, why the show is different is because we keep it real, right? So technology is great, right? And, you know, it can be very useful. But at the same time, technology has its, you know, um, when it's not so great. So 
Um, we're so used to, you know, we're so used to keeping it real on the show, and we just have great conversation. Now, I'm very excited because I've been looking forward to talking to my guest for today, and, you know, she's here. She's an amazing, amazing, amazing person. Um, now, I know today on TNT 086, some of us have had our hearts broken once or twice, and many a times we feel deserted and troubled with our feelings. Today's guest is trained is a trained, sorry, and certified solution-focused life coach who helps her clients their sub-stories into silver lining breakups. Her amazing writing and advice has been featured on the Huffington Post, Thought Catalog, Mogul, Elite Daily, amongst others, and has been published in three books. Now, I'm very excited to have um, my very special guest who's joining me live all the way from New York. She's uh, an advice columnist and breakup coach, Chelsea Lay Trescott, um, as we explore a conversation on how to reclaim our lives after breakup. So, um, hi, Chelsea. Welcome to the Naked Talk. Hey. I have to say, you're a special <laughs> host. I mean, I'm just, as you know, so excited to hear your voice after reading your writing and just seeing your personality shine through it. I'd love to actually hear you. So thank you for having me on to do this. Well, I'm, I, you know what, Chelsea? There's a lot of stuff going on right in front of me. Like, I'm a little distracted. But let me tell you this. I've been looking forward to having you on the show. If you're talking about writing, I've read your stuff. Like, I read all the things you read, and I'm like, oh, my God, I get gooses. Like, I don't think I, you know, I read a lot. And that's true. And I read, you know, I've read so many great, really awesome writing. But you, oh, my God, you come with so much heart and so much wisdom and so much brilliance that I'm thinking I would love to talk to her and you know thank you so much for the amazing feature you know you did on me on mogul I thought it was you know it was so brilliant thank you so much for just giving me the opportunity to you know share with your readers um just you know a little bit of some of the things that you do but now today's about you it's not about me so welcome to the naked talk and you know it's been amazing I've been getting lots of questions I'll tell you this everybody has a question it's it's weird. Do you do you get like is this something that happens all the time when people hear that you're a breakup coach? Do they just go, Oh, Chelsea, I need to ask you something right now? <laughs> you know, I think that's like why I, I became a breakup coach. I think it's been the biggest benefit. When I moved back to New York, I was in this position where I've gone a long time without speaking to people. I moved around the country a lot and I because of relationships I was in, I isolated myself a lot. So when I moved back to New York City, I knew I had to change my life. I wanted to stay single and in the process became a breakup coach. And what I found through that is that every time I told someone that that's what I do, they immediately launched into a story about themselves. And not only questions, but it just opened up this this dialogue where they felt really they they felt like they could relate to me and that I would understand them somehow. And whether it's an Uber driver, whether it's the person that likes, you know, sold me an acai bowl today, everywhere I go, I can relate to someone. So yeah, there's always questions, but you know, I find that sometimes it's more that someone knows what I'm doing, they want to hear what I have to ask them, and then they just launch in to this heartfelt story, and it just spirals out from there. So it's been an amazing way that I feel like I, I made that choice to find ways to relate to people and have conversations. And the job I'm doing now puts me in a position to always have that and always just have people kind of saving me while I save them. You know what I'm saying? Yes, I know what you're saying. I, I, you know, and that's true because 
because a lot of times when, you know, we put ourselves out there, we have maybe this sort of conversation. It's kind of like a two-way street ride. It's not just, you know, the, it's not just you doing the amazing work that you do, influencing these people and impacting them and saving them using, you know, your own words, but they also do something for you in return, right? So it's almost like it happens to me. I have great conversations with my guests. You know, I learn something from them you know, while we're, while we're having a conversation. So it's almost like I also take away something from um, just the dialogue and the, you know, and, and the interaction that we have. So thank you so much for that. But let me ask you this. I mean, let's go back a little bit because I know that those who know mm-hmm. you, um, you know, your friends and family and, you know, the people you've worked with, your clients and your readers, they do know who Chelsea is and they have a, you know, a bit of understanding of you and your work. Uh, for the sake of those who are coming across you for the first time, let's say here in Africa and wherever people are listening from around the world, really, who would you say, Chelsea, you know, how would you describe yourself? Who would you say you really are? Oh, my goodness. Who am I really? (laughs) Uh, You know, I think that I'm someone that has always just been really, I say the the only, I've been afraid of a lot of things in my life, you know, and the only thing I've never been afraid of is being in love and Uh. opening up about, you know, painful situations in my life. And that's kind of where I found the intersection with breakups um, so who am I? I think I'm someone that care. I want to be the person that cares more than most, you know? I want to be someone oh. that isn't just an advice columnist that is dishing out how, you know, how to do something or this is a decision to make, someone that's just speaking at mm-hmm. someone. I want someone to know that if they're coming to me with, you know, a really, quote-unquote, vulnerable story or someone that they feel like mm-hmm. wouldn't be able to understand it and I'm the person, that I'm going to come back to them mm-hmm. and I'm going to iterate integrate mm-hmm. my own personal life and so they feel mm-hmm. like you know that I'm being just as brave as they are so mm-hmm. yeah I mean I'm the person I think I'm someone that at the end of the day conversations I realize have saved my life I think it's something that can you know take you that can build you up for a day and, and last you a week if you're depressed so I've been someone that finds ways to really engage those conversations and be someone that is, is trust, trustworthy and also showing, you know, just the same courage in her life. And I think that since a young age, I've just been so, so open about who I am. So just, it's just a part of me. I can't help it. You know what I'm saying? That it's all, I just, yeah, I mean, I just, I don't know. I just, I, I can't help but offer myself and want people in return. And I think people really trust in that dynamic. So, so that's who I am. It's someone that cares a lot about, about people not being ashamed about the pain that they've had in their life and wanting people to go forward and realize that people fall in love with the places that you're not perfect. The places, the stories that you've had Uh where you've been broken down and you came back alive. You know, we're so focused on thinking that we have to have our lives perfect before we can meet a partner. Uh And I'm someone that wants people to sit down at a table and say, this is where I'm hurting. Because I can tell you right now, whether it's a man or a woman, that is where I connect with everyone and everyone is willing to do it. And I just want people to be willing to go there with themselves and to be able to reach out to someone, the everyday man, and become invested in their life stories as well. You know, I'm listening to you, and I I feel like, you know, I totally connect 
with you because that's what, you know, being naked really is about, right? And it's really about, you mm-hmm. know, just being open and not being ashamed and not being afraid to be vulnerable and not worrying about being perfect and all of those things. And I think that, you know, that is the kind of coach, you know, that we are seeking, right? Because a lot of the times, I think what kind of separates um, what you do and who you are as an amazing um, coach, right, is the fact that, you know, there are other people who are there, but they're judgmental in this, you know, in a sense, like, oh, why did you do this? Or why do you feel this? Or maybe, maybe it shouldn't be that way, but I think that people constantly feel like they will be judged, right? So to have someone like you who's open, who's non-judgmental, who's willing to also share part of your own story or your own journey or even be transparent with your clients, right? I think that also really creates the trust that they build or they have for you. So I think that's um, really amazing. Mm-hmm. But, you know, while we're talking, you know, I, I, I'm thinking about this. I really want to, you know, ask you this because, first of all, I never knew there was anything called a breakup coach. I never knew there was something like a breakup mm-hmm. coach until I met mm-hmm. you, right? And so a lot of people are going to be thinking, what? Breakup coach, like, really? Like, you know, so let me ask you this. Who would be the typical client? Who would be the typical person who would seek, you know, a breakup coach or who would seek you out? You know, I thought initially that it was going to be someone that was, like, looking for the way out, you know, that I was going to Mm -hmm. come in and and kind of show them how to do it. And I realized very Mm -hmm. quickly that it was more um, more of people that, you know, had gone through a breakup that it didn't have to be 10 days ago, you know, that it could be 10 years ago. And because of our society nowadays, you know, where you kind Mm -hmm. of band-aid over relationships or you just don't want to feel yet, that Mm -hmm. it's blocked them in their lives. So I think that people that would come mm-hmm. to me are people that have just, um, you know, that are continually asking why. Why did this happen to me? Mm-hmm. Um, and that are just feeling, you know, ultimately, in, in a sense, bitter, but also fearful. And though men come to me, there's just also, I think, with women a lot these days, there's just a lot of fear about men, that men are never actually invested as we think they are. So, you know, I'm like the biggest man fan there is. So I think that women come to me knowing that, like, <laughs> I have such a playfulness with men. I complete, I have complete confidence in them. I have great relationships with friends and boys, all that. That, um, I, yeah, I think that, that people come to me that are looking to finally find meaning about what happened to them so they don't hold back or they don't go for people anymore. Okay, this is what happens. If you don't... If you don't heal from a relationship, if you don't really think about what's mm-hmm. happened, why it happened for you, what came from it, you'll end up going for people as a reaction to the last person, right? So, mm. it, you know, and that's what happens. And it just perpetuates the cycle of, like, really what you're not about. And, and it always mm-hmm. has to do with the last guy or the last woman. So with me, it's, mm-hmm. about, it's about really examining, you know, connecting the dots. So you can take a new trajectory. Uh-huh. And I think that's where the whole break upward thing, you know, came from is I saw people saying so much, oh, I just want to get over it. I just want to move on. And I always saw that as like a straight line, right? I just want to uh-huh. kind of bounce to the next thing. And I, uh-huh. I remember thinking one night of this uh-huh. word, I was like, upward, break upward. Like it's about, it's about uh-huh. using something to completely launch you. Like this last relationship uh-huh. needs to launch you to a higher platform. Don't go for the next guy that yeah. was kind of like the last guy or a reaction. Uh-huh. Go for someone that's, that's beyond it. Gain the wisdom so you can really jump a level. 
And, um, yeah, I mean, that's, it should empower you. Love should empower you. If you're asking yourself the right questions about loss, you will only gain strength to, to ask for more, you know? Uh. You know, I love that we're having this conversation, Chelsea, because it's so true. I think a lot of the times, you know, people might think that, you know, the breakup coach is really for the person who is just freshly out of a relationship, right, or who just got over mm -hmm. a recent relationship. But this could also apply to people who've, you know, moved on or who've had, you know, broken up or, you know, gotten out of a relationship years ago, a month ago, but are still bending over the the pain you know some of the, a lot of people don't deal with the issues they just move on right they mask it and then mm -hmm. they move on but it's still sore and it's still there and you know they keep making the same mistake and moving on you know finding somebody else very similar to the last person that they just left and repeating the same mistakes or choosing the same kind of people and not really learning or um just dealing not with the pain right now dealing with the mistake yeah oh, oh right like right <laughs> Yeah, not forgiving themselves. Like, for example, someone came to me and, you know, it was 10 years ago that they were physically abused by this guy. And they're still, like, obsessed with that dynamic. No one really knows about it. But they haven't been able to enter into a relationship really afterwards. And the biggest thing about that is there's such shame. What did I provoke in this person that's a good person that set them off? And so what's holding them back is they do not forgive themselves for the choices that they made. They don't trust in the judgment they'll have in the future. And so I think, yeah, like it's a, you know, I think we focus too much about the other person rather than just about forgiving the other person, but we really have to forgive ourselves. And, um, and yeah, and, and other things, you know, people have come to me about is breaking, I remember one, one story in my advice column was someone that was looking to break up with their family. You know, yeah, I think a lot of people think that I'm just about, you know, romantic relationships, but the truth is that it, it, I've, I've realized it extends way beyond that. And I'm kind of hoping that eventually I'll, I'll open up more and help people just, you know, you know, whether it's just like family members, you know, I mean, yeah. or business relationships. So you can break up with any Yes, you know, I'm glad you brought that up because I was going to ask you that too, you know, because, you know, I was going to say this too because I know that there are people who are not necessarily breaking up with a, a love interest or their spouse or partner, but they're either breaking up with a sibling or with a parent or with a family member or with their families or even with, you know, um, business partners. And that too can be very painful because I've had, you know, an experience of, you know, I've had one, I remember there was a production I was supposed to do um, so many years ago, it was probably 2007 or 2008, I was going to be on this soap opera. And, you know, it was such a, it took so long, you know, we'd done, you know, we'd done casting and, you know, auditions and, and readings and rehearsals and measurements. And, you know, it took months, right? And then we got to the location and blah, blah, blah. And everything was dragging. And then after two or three months of, you know, trying to get everything, you know, we, me being on set, I just figured that, you know, that, it wasn't comfortable, you know, the, they weren't living up to the agreement that we had, you know, and I realized, you know, at some point that I had to walk away. And even walk with that away, decision, yeah. it was such a painful, it was so, 
you know, it was so painful for me, right? Because I told everyone I was going to be on this project, right? I gave up other stuff, you know, other jobs to be on this project. And this project wasn't going the way that I thought it was going to go. And so I see that happen a lot, you know, for people, you know, whether business partners or people who come together to do something and they find out that they have to break up, right? That could be painful and they could need somebody like you to get, <laughs> to, you know, to, to basically yeah, help them think- deal with the pain. Yeah, I think it's what you so say? similar. I think it's so similar mm-hmm. because whether it's a career, a project, or, you know, a love interest, mm-hmm. one, you become, you know, everyone wants to hear about your love interest or you've been telling everyone mm-hmm. about this project that's coming up or, you know, look out for something mm-hmm. that's coming up in the next few months. And then you feel like you've let mm-hmm. other people down. You're ashamed that it's not going mm-hmm. right. But the biggest thing is I think mm-hmm. that no matter if it's, a, if, if it's a profession and a business relationship or a family or a, a loved interest, what you're mourning is not the person, is not the project, but what you think it was going to give for you. And it's the future that you imagined yourself that being with this thing and having this thing in our life mm-hmm. would give us. And so I think that's what, like, any sort of breakup is about. It's about the fact that, like, we are mourning a future that we are no longer going to have, you know? Wow. That is, you just, you just, you know, you just gave me some clarity there, right? So we're not mourning, not, it's not exactly the person, it's not exactly no. the project, it's really the future that we, we, we had hoped we would have, right? So that's what we're mourning. And that, that makes a lot of sense, actually. Um, and I think that, you know, a lot of the listeners right now are probably getting a bit of clarity. But you know what, Chelsea, let's do something. How about we take, let's take a quick, mm-hmm. quick commercial break. Don't go anywhere. Okay. We'll be back. You're listening to the Naked Talk with Alex Okorji. You're listening to the Naked Talk. It's so uncensored. She keeps it real. She keeps it straight. She tells it like it is no matter who's afraid to bear. (laughs) You're listening to the Naked Talk with Alex Okorji. Okay, we're back. Well, if you're just joining us, don't forget you're listening to The Naked Talk with Alex Okoroji. Yes, my name is Alex Okoroji. I am the queen of expression, and I'm coming to you live all the way from Lagos, Nigeria, in the heart of Africa. Now, just before we went um, to that quick commercial break, I, you know, I was talking to my very special guest who's live here in the virtual studio. Um, her name is Chelsea Lay Trescott, and she is an amazing advice columnist and breakup coach. And, oh, my God, if you haven't read any of Chelsea's, you know, write-ups, you really need to go check her out. Like, she's so amazing. And, you know, we've been talking about, you know, just what what it means to break up word and what a breakup coach does and who needs one. And, you know, she's just really been sharing so much um, wisdom with us. And, and, and just before we went, to, I remember her saying something about, you know, when we break up, you know, it's not the person or the um, – of the project that we have an attachment to, but it's the future that, you know, we foresee ourselves having, that, you know, the loss of the future that we foresee ourselves having. So um, if you're just tuning in, don't forget that you can be part of this conversation. Um, the number to call in, if you're calling in, the number to call in is plus one, 
323-642-1693. If you're calling from the U.S., Dallas, a local number, call 323-642-1693. If you're calling from outside the U.S., don't forget to use plus one and uh, make sure you use your hand raising effect. And, of course, we will connect you into the studio. I'm sorry, guys, our in-studio chat room is not open today, but you can tweet at us. Make sure to tweet using hashtag The Naked Talk. And, of course, your conversations, your comments, your questions, whatever it is, will be read on the show. And, yes, some of you sent in emails and some of you sent us messages through our dedicated WhatsApp. Oh, God, you guys, said, you know, you guys like <laughs> There's just so many questions, right? Uh, we'll see if we can go through some of that. But um, whatever it is, um, welcome back, Chelsea. Hi. Chelsea, are you there? Of course I am. I'm not going okay. anywhere. <laughs> I know. I see you. <laughs> I see you. Oh, oh my God. God. By the way, I've been so... I've, I've been feeling a little unwell, so I'm just a little, um, you know, but I'm so happy to have you here. And there's so much that you're sharing that is just totally giving me light bulbs in my head, you know, like, because a lot of the times I think that, you know, when we lose something, or when we break up with something, we really think, you know, it's about that person. But really, if we think about it, you're very correct. It's the future that, you know, we hoped that, you know, we would have, you know, right, or it's the future, you know, like you said, you know, you, you put it better, right, <laughs> future um, that we have thought that we would have, right, with that person or with that project. Um, but let me ask you this. I believe that, you know, experience, right, is probably the greatest teacher, right? So, um, and your wisdom must come from somewhere, you know, right? It must come from experience that you've had. Is there, did you ever go through any real was there, you know, any challenge that you experienced yourself, you know, breaking it up that just created that turnaround for you? Is this something, you know, that you experienced in your own personal life um, dealing with a breakup? No, not at all. I'm just kidding. My dad always asks me, he's like, where is all this wisdom coming from? And I think since <laughs> I was a young kid, I, would, I have a twin sister, and I always looked at her as being, you know, the intelligent one. And I was young, and I thought, oh, God, I just don't have that. I mean, I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to have to have insight in my life. I'm going to have to initiate experiences to teach myself what I, you know, the, the intelligence that I can impart on the world or something. And so, yes, I mean, listen, they all haven't been related to breakups, but, I mean, I could, I could tell you about a few of them. I think to begin with, um, because I, I think sometimes it's not about love because I think ultimately it's about the ways we haven't loved ourselves. Um, one big mm-hmm. thing was I, I had an eating disorder when I, was, when I first went to college, and I felt like I wasn't gaining any wisdom, actually. Uh, at that time, I didn't love where I was, and I felt like you know, I, was, I was moving back for the summer, and I, I thought, everyone wants to see how you've changed. You know, the friends you've made, the parties mm-hmm. you've gone to, and I had none of that. So I thought to myself, wow. well, I've got, to, I've got to do this thing that's been on my mind every other minute, right? I've got to lose the weight. And mm-hmm. that quickly turned into, you know, me at 80 pounds, which, is, um, which was a, oh. a wild, wild, you know, experience. And that will really um, test so much of what you think, what, okay, 
what you think that you will gain. So, for example, with the eating disorder, mm-hmm. I thought that if I got back to this weight that I was at when I was a model, that my life would mm-hmm. go back to how it was then. I would be fearless. I would take on the projects that I wanted to do. I would show up in this world. I wouldn't have these questions. I wouldn't be thinking about myself. And I think the same thing mm-hmm. ends up happening with relationships, you know. If we get this type of person, we won't worry about our future. If we, you know, mm-hmm. if we feel this way next to a person, we can stop freaking out about this and mm-hmm. basically just to go through it quickly after I got you know over that eating disorder um fast forward a few other things and I ended up you know I perpetually was in these long distance relationships and one this guy had read my writing on the internet he had found my blog and he wanted to meet me And so, you know, I flew in to meet him, and what should have been, honestly, a two-week relationship turned into a -a three-and-a-half-year relationship. And what happened was, like, I was in my master's program. I was presenting on overcoming my eating disorder, and I had zero clue, but I was down to 100 pounds. It wasn't because I was starving myself and nothing. It was because I literally was whittling away from this relationship of wanting so Mm -hmm. desperately to get out, but feeling like I had no one but this best friend that was literally breaking my heart. And from that experience of the, the sheer shock and embarrassment of finding out about the weight that I had returned to, of seeing myself in the mirror and literally wailing like I was a child about what it happened to myself, what I had allowed to happen, mm-hmm. I realized that, like, what I needed, I, and I think it's how a lot of entrepreneurial ideas happen. You know, you're at a crossroad mm-hmm. in your life, and you're searching and reaching for something, and you say, I can't find it. it, it it's not available. And then you say, well, Mm -hmm. the best option is to create it for myself. And, you know, instead of creating, Mm -hmm. like, a Roomba vacuum that cleans for me, this was about becoming a certain type of person. And I think what's interesting about the evolution of that is that I I had to become what I needed. I felt at the time Uh. like if I had had someone that would reach out their hand to me and say, listen, I've got you. I've got you through this. I'm not going to, one, judge you if you ever want to get back to him. Go, Go back to him. I'm... I'm going to help you find the wisdom so you don't resent yourself for being in this for three plus years, you know, so you don't resent the life Uh. that you quote unquote wasted for the weight you dropped to. And so what happened is that after that relationship, you know, that was a, a, a big turning point in my life. I became the person that I needed to be. And in that process, I realized how many other people needed that person as well. And, um, and it started like that. So definitely was definitely was a relationship um, and and realizing I needed to I needed to never let myself get into that situation again. And in order to do that, I had to become a certain way. And honestly, through a career, it holds you accountable to that per- to to be that person, to not fall backwards, um, and to. And, you know, to make meaning of it because you end up passing on and helping other people through it. And therefore, because of that, you know, I don't, I don't regret what happened. I don't regret the relationship. I don't, I don't resent him. I don't resent myself for being with him. I mean, it's gotten me to where I am now, and I'm thankful. So that's part of it. Yeah. 
You know, I'm I'm listening to you, and you know, I I feel like you know I've probably experienced a little bit of that. Um, I think I know what it is to sometimes. I, some of us have been, you know, I've been in a relationship that really should, like you said, should have been like a two-word relationship, and you end up, yeah. right? It becomes almost, a, yeah. you find yourself married, and you're like, what? And then all of a sudden, but I think that a lot of people are leaving that life. You know, they're leaving that expert, and I think that one of the biggest challenges that they probably face is that, you know, they're, they're ashamed. You know, they don't want to walk away. They do right. want to walk away, but they don't know how to. Right, they, you know, they're not getting, they're not happy, they're not fulfilled, but they feel like, you know, like, you know, they want to live up to the expectation that people on the outside have for them, and they don't want to fail people, and they don't want to be judged, and maybe if they had someone, and they understood that it was okay, you know, that there's somebody there who's going to hold their hands and walk with them, and won't judge them, it would make it so much easier. Not a lot of people have the courage to become their own hero like you did, you know, becoming that mm-hmm. person that you needed, which is being, you know, a breakup, you know, really being there for yourself and then now being, in turn, being there for other people. You know, some people not, don't have that much, you know, that kind of courage. So I think that what you really do does serve a purpose in the world, and I think it's an amazing thing. Um, I was going to ask you this, though, you know, while we were talking about, because I did, when I went, I remember the first time I stumbled on your, web, your website, and I read it, and she goes, oh, you know, you're, you're a confessional, right? So you have a habit yeah. of writing about, you know. <laughs> yeah. Well, I can totally yes, relate. Yes, yes. I can relate to you. I can relate to you because I'm a professional too. I probably written about a couple of exes. <laughs> oh God! So, uh, I've let me ask you all. this: I've written about them all. Yeah, all of them. Okay, I, I've written. You know, I, I've written quite about a number of number of people. Um, but do they like? Do you? Did, can you think of anyone? Any one of your exes who's probably read something that you wrote and probably knew that they know that it was about them? Um, absolutely. <laughs> I mean, I can give you. One of the first ones, um, actually, thanks to him, I got into a graduate program because I ended up writing about him. So thank you for that. But he (laughs) called me years later, and he was like, you know, I was directed to this website that you had while we were dating. And, wow, I I read what was going on in your mind while we were dating, and I want to apologize. So that was one thing. Uh. But another one, which happened before the advice column, which is kind of unbelievable, is, I will never forget, I was, you know, with this guy, and he was my biggest fan. And, I, and to this day, I mean, he said something so incredible to me. He said, for, I think he was quoting Goodwill Hunting, or I don't know what movie it was, something like that. But he said, if I come back to you in 10 years, and the only place you've written, you've had your writing published is Facebook, I will never forgive you. And I remember crying at the time, because I knew I would never forgive myself too, right? So he was my biggest mm-hmm. fan. Then I wrote about him, and he, and and this one got a lot of attention, this article, and he was livid, right? He was livid, and he, no, I mean, and he told, I mean, he told me, he went from being my biggest fan one night to the next day (laughs) saying that I, that it was a, I was a joke if I was going to be an advice columnist. I would never get married. You know, the whole thing. You know, just trying to intimidate me to not go through with, all my, with my choices. And mm. so, yeah, it totally happened. But, you know, at the end of the day, this is the thing. I've written about exes, but I don't feel like ultimately the story is about tearing them apart. It's Damn. about me being self mm-hmm. Yeah, it's about me being self-critical mm-hmm. through 
that relationship. Mm -hmm. I mean, if I ever had Mm -hmm. a guy call me up and tell me, this is what I thought about you during those years that you were crying, I would beg for that honesty. But if they can't give me that honesty, Mm -hmm. I'm going to have to answer the question, why was I crying all those years? If you won't tell me what Mm -hmm. you think was the reason, I'm going to write about it. And, and that's that. And, and listen, all the men I've dated have known I'm a writer and, you Mm -hmm. know, and I think they know. I think that I think it's some of their fantasies that I will write about them. So I mean, I don't know. I don't. <laughs> you know, I really. I don't. I don't apologize much for it because I think at the end of the day, if I was just bashing them, that wouldn't be okay. But but mm-hmm. really, I, I try to turn it on myself. You know. Mm. I, yeah. And I can, like I said, I can connect with that because, you know, when I, you know, my blog on my blog, I pretty much have written about several exes, you know, and, and not like, again, not in the, like I said, you know, it's really about being really honest. You know, it's not about bashing them or anything, but it's just really about the experience, you know, and I have fancy names for them and, and everyone would get back to me and go like, okay, I read what you wrote and, and, you know, some of them are fans and sometimes it's not always so great. I mean, if you weren't so great, then you weren't so great, right? But if you were, you know, if it was fun, it was fun. If it was, you know, whatever it is, I would share the truth. But again, it's not to make anyone look bad or feel bad, but to motivate and inspire somebody somebody somewhere who's dealing with something so I truly do know what it feels like to be a confession like I write you know I would mention like oh I'm that kind of person but you know what Chelsea let's do something I feel like we need a little bit of music here so how about we take a quick musical break don't go anywhere we'll be back Now, this is Maybe by Peter Kelly, and I think that this song is so appropriate (laughs) for the show we're having. Peter Kelly was a guest on this show. Um, We'll be back. Don't go anywhere. Maybe I'm someone. Maybe I'm nobody's special at all a good son or somebody's best friend or invisible maybe I'm growing maybe I'm already past my prime maybe I'm looking for some place to hide the world inside Maybe it's me Or maybe I just don't like what I see Lately, maybe the world don't like me Yeah, I wonder what they all think about me Lately, maybe the world's not for Maybe she loves me Maybe I'm loved just for being me But if not for the man that I am Then for who I try to be Maybe they're with me, yeah Prove me wrong Maybe I'm scared of the right all alone And I'm all alone 
And that was Peter Kelly, um, maybe by Peter Kelly. And Peter Kelly, you know, was a guest on the show. He's been a guest on the show what, twice. Yes, I think. Um, I don't know. I just love the song. So if you're just tuning in, well, this is The Naked Talk with Alex Okoroji. And yes, I'm coming to you live all the way from Lagos, Nigeria. Now, don't forget, The Naked Talk is the hub for real, authentic conversation and yes, we do believe that expression is a sign of strength and not weakness. So we do not apologize for what we're thinking or how we're feeling. And of course, with conversations come opinion, you know, thoughts. And this is an interactive show. So don't forget that you can be part of this conversation. Um, if you want to uh, join the conversation, if you want to ask my guest, uh, Chelsea Leitra, has got a question. Don't forget that you can call into the show. Or you can tweet hashtag the naked talk with your questions, or you can still send in your questions, hopefully, to hello at the naked talk of life. And I'm laughing because we got so many questions that I'm wondering if we even had enough time to take all of them. But um, just before we went to that break, you know, I was talking to my guest, um, Chelsea, and we were talking about just what, it, you know, her being a writer and just um, the experience that, you know, the people who've been in her life have had about, you know, just her writing and she's sharing, you know, just a bit about them or about her own personal experience and how it connects to them. Um, and, you know, I do agree with her because I'm a confessional too, so, and, and that is, uh, but welcome back, Chelsea. Hi. Hi, that song is amazing, by the way. It, remind, it reminds me of some of the best years when I would run, and I would just run to music like that, and I literally ran my fastest. I just love songs like that. So many people think like things like that are just quote unquote depressing. I think that they're the most empowering mm -hmm. songs. That was great. I love the song. You know, the first time I heard it, I was like, oh my god! And it's weird because Peter is actually from New York. He's he lives in New York, so yay, up New York. <laughs> so, I need to meet him. Okay, he needs to. Yeah, let's yes, do that. 
Yes, yes, <laughs> I try to connect you. But you should, you know, he's, there's some amazing, so many amazing, you know, people, artists and, and writers. And, you know, I love to have conversations with great people like that. But I thought that the song was so good because I think that people deal with all sorts of emotion. And I guess that's what this conversation is about, you know. And I thought the song was appropriate because people are just dealing with so many things that they think, you know, maybe they're not good enough. Maybe they're not this. Maybe they're not that. And, you know, they need someone like you. So here's what we're going to do. We've got quite a number of questions, emails Ooh, and okay. WhatsApp. That people send me a bunch of questions, and I'm hoping that almost, almost to the point that I'm thinking of, I have to actually chuck my own questions out just so that they can get their questions answered. So I'm going to start by reading this one. Uh, okay, so here's – oh, do I do this? Okay, so there's a question. Um, if you're ready, I can, I, can, I can read it for you. Are you ready, Chelsea? I got to be. Let's do this. Yeah. <laughs> okay, so, so this one is from Allison Fair, and she's asking, how do I, hi Chelsea, how do I break free from an addictive relationship that no longer serves me and causes me endless anxiety? A man who says and promises the bare minimum to keep me emotionally attached to him and puts little or no effort. Uh. Do you want me to take it again? No, I mean, I think I got it. So, okay. I think the question, I think the question is like one, it's so important to read your own questions aloud because, you know, hearing that, it mm-hmm. sounds like why would you stay? I mean, you're saying that you're getting nothing. Mm-hmm. You know, are you associating why are you associating love with like some scarcity mentality or some a struggle? I've had people write into me that, that think that passion is, you know, upset or ups and downs and that's what love is. And it turns out that it was just kind of their way of delaying delaying themselves. I think that you get out mm. by I think you get out by one, I mean Sometimes you can't do it alone, so that's why you need you need mm-hmm. to in, in, confess to someone what how it's breaking your mm-hmm. heart and hey, keep me accountable for this, help me move through it, okay, breakup coach. Or two, I, I really believe that sometimes you have to just wear yourself out by your own story, by the things that you won't give up, you know, by your own desperation. And I think that mm-hmm. you know we look to we we look to someone else to change their behavior and maybe their potential will change. And what that really is about is we're buying ourselves time because we're not being honest about what we're really ready for. So you fall in love with someone that can't give you, give you anything. And you're saying, Hey, I'm over here. I could love you immediately. I can love you more. You can love, let's, let's just love each other. Let's just have this whole thing. But the reality is you're staying with someone that isn't there yet. And you can never, ever, and I've tried. I've tried to talk someone into love. Mm-hmm. You can never force someone to catch up to you. So the real thing is, is that you just have to be comfortable admitting that I might be how, whatever age I am, that doesn't matter, and I mm-hmm. am not prepared right now to have the love that I'm so adamantly saying I am after. And I think that's mm-hmm. where you start. You start by saying, I'm not actually looking for a long-term relationship with this person. I'm looking for mm-hmm. self-proof, proof 
proof that I'm not ready, that no one wants me yet, because I know that I need <laughs> to give myself time to become more, not for someone else, not for this guy that's giving me nothing, mm-hmm. but for myself so I can make braver mm-hmm. decisions. And a braver decision is falling for someone that is going to show up for you every day and therefore for demand you to show up for them and show up for yourself every day. I think that's where it begins. And I think it begins by saying, you know, the problem is that no, go ahead. Go ahead, please. I, you know, I was just saying that I thought that was <laughs> that, that was brilliant. No, no, Because no, I took no, away say, something no. from that. Uh, <laughs> no, no, you know, you're right because here's the thing. I feel like, you know, I mean, you said it, you know, she said it already. She's asking her own question. I mean, you know this person isn't living up to your expectations. This person isn't delivering, isn't meeting up. Um, is making no effort, like, why are you still staying? And it almost feels like yourself, you're sabotaging yourself, right? But I've also yes. learned that sometimes it's okay, it's okay to be alone, like, you know, until you feel good enough, until you feel like you're right, like you're, you're like you said, whatever, whatever, um, um, whatever you're becoming, it's not because of them, but for yourself, you know, till you get to the place where you feel I'm good enough, you know, I'm right enough for someone and I'm willing to, to do, you know, to get or, what I want yeah. or really to get the person who meets me at the place of my own, you know, who would, let, you know, yeah, I don't have to settle for less. And, and that happens to me, you know, because I meet people every day, <laughs> right? And everyone, mm-hmm. you know, and they're like, Alex, why are you not dating? Or why are you not doing this? Or why are you not? And truthfully, I'm not closed off to, I'm not closed off to love. I'm not closed off to relationships. I'm so happy, you know, like I'm totally over, you know, where I'm coming from. Like I'm done. Um, but I've also realized that I don't want to settle for less. So until I find where I feel like, you know, I'm not going to have to be street, you know, I don't have to be pulling somebody else's weight or overcompensating or any of those things that we can just really both give to each other in a way that we both feel comfortable until I get there, until I find, you know, that person, it's okay for me to be alone. It's fine. You know, it's okay. Like, like you said, yeah. it doesn't matter what age you're in. You don't have to work. Yeah, I mean, people shame, okay. shame people with these questions mm-hmm. of like, oh, why are you single? How could you possibly be single? And I think sometimes it's just like, did you know what, for the first time in my life, I want to see what it feels like if I am the only person that will show up for me. If I'm the, like, what will it take for me to have a life where I'm just giving love to other people? You know, that I feel, I think it's like that. I think that, you know, sometimes we invest ourselves in people that take so much work because we don't want to do the work that we feel deep down called for. You know, it's a distraction. It's noise. It really is. <laughs> and I've been there. It is. You know, some of us, we really do know how to love. Like, we go all out. But then, like you said, it's a distraction because you invest so much of your time and your emotions. And really, you also have to learn to be on your own. That's something that I've learned. You know, I think there was a time I probably was just really scared of being by myself, right? And so whoever was ready to, you know, somehow look like they, you know, they were like they would be there, it was okay, even if they were really not there. Right. So um, mm-hmm. I've learned uh, yeah. how to yeah. just, re- you know, like they, they seem like they're there, but they're really not there. Right. And then you think, OK, that's good enough because it feels like there's somebody there. But the truth is Absolutely. you're alone. So why not just, you know, why not just learn to be on your own and learn to love yourself and learn to show up for yourself and learn to trust yourself and learn to understand who you are, what you want, what you can deal with, deal with, you know, what your deal breakers are. And that's something that I've come to learn about me and I've come to admire. And some people find it, you know, some people don't like that you've grown, 
And that's the truth. You're going to meet people who are going to feel like, oh, she's, she's the wiser. <laughs> like, she's wiser, right? Like, we can't just play with right. her mind anymore. Like, she's wiser. And I don't like it. But you're not growing for anybody. You're growing for yourself. So I, I really kind of like, you know, really loved what she, what she said to Allison. Now, there's another question, and this is from Mary. And Mary's asking, um, is it advisable to go back to my ex? How do I know if I should actually get back to him and why? <laughs> oh, God. Ooh, I mean, this is like, this is a question I hear a lot, a lot. And um, obviously, like, I don't have the backstory. I don't know why they broke up, but I will say that the only mm-hmm. way that it works when getting back together is if two people, honestly, and it does take time, but if two people um, are able to come back into the relationship with a fresh perspective, you know, if they, mm. if, if they, if they have a different mind coming into it. Um, you know, it's not like different promises. It's not waking up and realizing, okay, I'll make the choices you want me to make. It is really a different, it's, it's a, a reality check individually with each person about, hey, why was the person unsatisfied with me? Why was I, why was I holding back or all those things? And what's so difficult about getting back together with an ex is that you can think you're ready, whether it's ready to take the next step, oh, I'll finally move in with them and that will solve it. I didn't do that before. They wanted that. But if the other person hasn't had the same growth process, if they're not coming into it with a different mind, a different acceptance, if they're not going to recreate a vision with you of what the relationship can be, it will never work. It can't be one-sided. It can't be you saying, I'm ready to do this again. It has to be two people that have done the same amount of work and know what work really is about themselves. It's not just dating around and realizing, oh, my God, that person was really great. Everyone out there sucks. Tinder is too much time. No, it's really about, like, it's internal work. You know, it's, uh, it's, it's, it's learning to ask yourself questions, and that's difficult. It's, you know, I always hated when people said that relationships are timing. I hated it because it was true, and it means that things are not always up to us. We can be somewhere in time, but the other person has to be mentally, emotionally in the same place too, and you can't rush anyone to be where you are. I've said, I said it before, mm-hmm. you can't talk anyone into it. So, I mean, you can get back together with your ex, but you will only have a thriving relationship if both of you are coming into it with an ability to really talk through what happened, why it happened, how it cannot happen again, the new, the, you know, there just has to be, there has to be a real depth and a real reflection there. You know, Chelsea, I, well, Mary, I hope, Mary, I know Mary's probably listening because she sent in this question, and I just wanted to thank you for that, Chelsea, because you said something like both of them have to come in with fresh perspective, right? And I think that that's something mm-hmm. that people don't really do. I think it's always one-sided, right? They, the per, you know, All one right. person wants to get back, or they both want to get back, but they really haven't dealt with the sauce of, you know, they haven't really dealt with the, with the, with the real issues, right? You know, do they see themselves differently? Do they see the relationship differently? Do they have a new goal? Do they have a new, there's always somebody who's still holding on to something or who still has fears. Yes or who has, you know, reservations, and the other person is willing to go all the way, and the other person is still holding back. And most times in those cases, you're going to break up again. I, I've, been in one of, I've been in one of those relationships, so I know oh, yeah. how to, you know. Oh, yeah. You know, I've been, and, <laughs> I've been in one yeah. of those. 
No, I mean, I remember telling myself when I was younger, I will never do that. I will never break up and get back together. And, and I did it with that three-plus relationship, and um, it, it broke me down, you know, and I think it was that there was no really com communication about how we had changed in the process and how we had appreciate, you know, whatever it was. I think, I think, again, you can't go into a relationship and say, I'm ready to start where we left off. It's really about, mm -hmm. hey, I'm meeting you here again on new terms. I believe you're, you're in a different place, and therefore you are a different person thinking in a different way about me, about love, about your future. Mm -hmm. Do those things align, and can we begin a new relationship? Not the same relationship mm -hmm. about getting back together. Mm -hmm. Can we start a new relationship that feels different, that looks different? And if, it, if we do and we don't feel different and if it's not looking different, will we, do we trust ourselves enough to pull the plug, to say, you know what, mm -hmm. I gave it another go. I'm not ashamed of that. But you know what, this person, it's not, it's not it. It's, it's not the match that I want it mm -hmm. to be. And I will say that I think I, you, I have to caution people that, Listen, we're an impatient society, obviously. You know, the Internet, mm -hmm. the apps, all of that. And I think that people go back to exes or stay too long because of impatience. You know, you want the mm. quote-unquote game to be over, and you end up staying with people that it feels like a game. That's what's crazy. Mm. You want the game of dating to be over, so you quote-unquote settle for someone where if your heart feels like it's in a million different places. And you know what, uh, That's, again, it's self-sabotage. You know, trust your, I'll never forget my sister telling me that if you had enough faith in what you could do for your future and how you could make yourself happy in your future, you would have left him long ago. I will never forget that. Uh, I hated her when she said it, and it was the truest thing I'd ever heard. <laughs> it, it was brilliant. And wow. Absolutely right. You know, you know, this is so – I love the conversation we're having because I know that people are going to take away so much. I mean, whether they're listening live or they get to listen to the archived show, and we're syndicated all over your internet radio, so, you, hey, you have no reason to miss this conversation. Like, this is so good because I feel like this plays a lot, right? You see so many people, they break up and they get back, but they're really just getting back and continuing from where they left off. Like, they're not, mm -hmm. they're not really coming into a new relationship. They're not checking themselves and saying, hey – What, what happened while you were away? Did you grow some? Did you become different? You know, are we, you know, is this a renewed, you know, how do we start all over again? People are really just living, you know, going, you know, moving on from where they left up. And I think it's important, you know, even whether, you know, for a lot of people, I think they need to do just exactly what you said. So I think this is amazing. Now, I have a question from a guy. His name is Shagun. And Shagun is saying, um, hi, Chelsea. Um, I broke up with my girlfriend three months ago. Um, now I have a problem. How do I cope? Because I have to see my ex every day at my new job. What do I do? Mm. <laughs> go, to my advice oh, go to my advice column because a woman wrote in to me with the same question. And I, oh, really? Okay. I, yeah, yeah, yeah. I went, I, I went to links about it. And I think, the, you know, again, I don't, I don't know all the details, but if it's anything like what I had heard, there was this feeling like, okay, I see this person every day and I don't, I don't want to feel like I have to be somewhere I'm not yet, 
you know, like that I have to brave this face and I don't feel brave enough to see them or they're ignoring me in the hall and that's so painful when I walked and see them past their desk. And what I said to them is like, you, you move on by allowing yourself to be the one that cares more, that allowing yourself that when, that when you're, when you see them at work saying, Hey, like, how are you? It's, Maybe you say, hey, it's hard to see you, but I'm glad that in this capacity you're in my life. Or, you know, you just, you know, it's, it's the, okay, God, there was, I remember, I forget the quote that I put into that article, but it was something about, like, you know, the people that run away from things create a history of running away, right? So you see people in front of you that were important to you in your life, and you be, and that so one of the people becomes someone that ignores them, that acts like they don't exist, and you interpret that mm-hmm. as they are over me. Someone that is over you does not ignore you and belittle what the history was. Become the person mm-hmm. that is brave enough to shake in a moment, to go into a bathroom and cry, yeah. to hit, you know, a freaking wall, to complain, but be the person that doesn't diminish that there was a history, that doesn't run away, that mm-hmm. doesn't pass someone in the street and pretend they're not there. Mm-hmm. Be better than that. And that's what that is. Mm-hmm. Don't, don't mistake someone else not seeming like they care with moving on. Someone who cares mm. can acknowledge your presence. Be the person that acknowledges their presence and doesn't have to be further along right now than they are. Be where you are and mm. know that it's a process and know that the, you know, the harder choice feels, you know, is never easy, you know, and it, it, mm. it's braver. It's the braver choice and bravery comes from, from acknowledging that at a certain point and perhaps forever you could love someone and, um, you know, okay, there's this thing that some dating coaches say, or you'll see it on the internet. I, I go totally against it. Facebook rolled out this feature where after you break up with someone, you can um, hide everything that they do. You don't have to delete them because that would be too rude, but you could hide everything you do from them and everything they do from you. How does that prepare you for real life when you see them in the street? You know, be someone who can see someone's feet and learn over time that uh-huh. it won't break you down. It might at first. You might uh-huh. upset. It might provide a pain. But I'm telling you, if you act and you, and you put a blinder up, the thing doesn't, the wound doesn't go away. It's a band-aid. It's like a band-aid relationship. True. You know, be in, uh-huh. be in it for the long run. Short-term, like, you know, what is it? Short-term pain, long-term gain. Do that. Be, be someone that never ignores someone. It perpetuates a terrible, a terrible, a terrible feeling, a terrible mm. kind of world. I, I, I agree. I think it's, you know, best to deal, deal with it, right, and face it, right? Um, I used to do that, too. I remember, like, early on, and there was this particular relationship, and um, we broke up and came back and broke up. And, but there was a time that I just kind of wiped him out of my mind. Like, it wasn't like I wiped him. Mm-hmm. Like, you know, it was right there at the back of your head. But you just tell, on the surface, it's like, oh, I don't care. You know, it's not there. I, you know, I'm not acknowledging it. You know, he tells me, I'm like, I don't remember, you know. But the truth is, 
underneath, it was there, and it was showing up in everything else that I did. It was showing up in, you know, even though, you know, I wasn't acknowledging it, it was showing up in the way that I was behaving. It was showing up in the choices that I was making. It was showing up in the reservations that I had and the things I was dealing with. And not until I had to, like you said, show up and deal with it and not just and not be the person who pushes, who pushes it away or, or pretends it doesn't exist or pretend this person doesn't exist, um, I found out that it's better. Like, you know, and, and here's the thing. I'm still friends with a lot of my ex. You know, like, I don't yeah. have any bad blood with anybody. You know, like, it's like, hey, what's up? You know, like, it's almost like I spoke with you, like, last week. Like, anyone could pretty much call me and go, like, hey, Alex, how are you? And I'm like, hi, how are you? You know, and it's weird, but I found out that. It just made my life better. It made my life easier because it, it helped me to gain closure. It helped me to deal with the issues. And, you know, I've moved on, right? So um, I think that this is amazing. But how about we take another, another musical break um, and uh, we'll be back. Now, this is My Love by Ashonier. And Ashonier is a Nigerian singer, songwriter, actress, filmmaker, all-around superwoman. <laughs> She's been a guest of this show. And uh, we'll be back. Enjoy.
And that was My Love by Ashinoye Raka, Michelle Raka. And, uh, yeah, Ashinoye has been a guest on the show as well. And, uh, yeah, we had, you know, yeah, we had a great conversation, I remember. Now, if you're just joining us, don't forget that you're listening to The Naked Talk with Alex Okurji. I'm sorry, guys, you know, I've been a little bit off, um, I have a terrible cold, if you can tell. I'm always nasal. Um, but, you know, I couldn't miss a bit to have, you know, I just had to make sure that I had this conversation with Chelsea. We've been wanting to do this forever. And I'm so excited that Chelsea's here. She's been sharing so much, sorry, jewels and diamonds into, you know, the virtual airspace. And, and you know, we've been having a great conversation. And if you know anyone who missed this conversation, don't forget that you can catch all our archived um the archived show, we can, you can catch, you know, the archived, uh, the podcast right here on the radio channel, or you can go to our official website at www.thenakedtalk.live, or you can listen to our show on any of your favorite radio channels. Yes, we're syndicating all over your internet radio, so you can listen to this conversation. We're on Stitcher, TuneIn. Oh, God, we're in Acast, one player, FM. On Apple Podcast, we're, oh my God, we're on Good Radio Network in Canada. We're also broadcasted. We're also in, where are we, Pizza, where are we, Port Africa <laughs> in Uganda. You can catch us everywhere. We're on Castbox, we're on Radio Public. We're, oh my God, we're all over. And yes, very soon we're going to be on Terrestrial Radio right here in Nigeria. So hey, you can listen. It doesn't matter where you're around the world. You can catch this conversation and don't forget to share it with those you love. They have to learn something. You know, you have to pick something. I. I totally picked so much from this conversation. Now, we've been getting so much, um, so many messages. Oh, my God. And we don't have enough time to take all the questions. But, you know, still try to run um, some of them with uh, Chelsea. We still have a little bit more time. Welcome back, Chelsea. Hi. Hey, hey. Hi, Chelsea. Hey. Welcome back. Okay. <laughs> oh, my God. We have so many questions for you, God. Like, everybody has a relationship question to ask. That's weird. Like, I think that's the, <laughs> this must be one of the you know things that people like to talk about a lot, right? Relationships and, and everyone has a relationship, whether it's a relationship with their family or their a loved one or whatever it is. People are constantly dealing with you know people always need help dealing with other humans, right? Um, and I remember at the beginning of this conversation, you talked about just why you pretty much like love what you do, like you know helping mm -hmm. and showing up for these people and. But let me ask you one question. What don't you like about being a, you know, being a breakup coach? Is there something you don't like about it? Or something do you don't I like about teaching like? advice? Yeah. Mm. <laughs> uh, um, what don't I like? <laughs> I mean, uh, it seems pretty crazy that I can't think of anything. I mean, <laughs> listen, there's a love-hate relationship with some things. For example, I do think that I'm the type of person that, for example, I'll get, like, um, a question. And, you know, I might think about it at one way at a certain point, but I'm the type that, like, wants to walk away. I want to go deeper. And that does take a lot of energy. I don't have to do that, but I want to. So it's something that's energizing, but it does – it's not, like, a quick thing I can do if I'm writing about it. Now, if I'm talking about it, it can go very quickly, but the side of my business that's writing-based can end up taking a lot of time, and uh, I suppose that's the only thing, but honestly, I knew that I was pretty fit for it when 
I remember meeting with this woman. It was a friend's boss that wanted to meet me. She was going through a breakup. And she, I came into the restaurant, and she sat down, and she started bawling in front of me. And I knew in that moment, I didn't even know her. It was the first time we were meeting, and I knew that I would have to be comfortable with seeing other people's pain. You think you might be comfortable with it, but until you see it, you don't know. And I realized, like, you know, I was good with this. I... It's not something that drains me hearing about people's stories. It's, it's, I'm bizarre like that. Mm-hmm. Maybe I'm completely psychotic. <laughs> no. um, so I think that, like, uh, there's something I don't like. I mean, uh, at all. I feel, I feel so privileged to be doing it. I really do love it. I think that's awesome. And like you said, yeah, you have to be comfortable with seeing other people's pain. You know, I remember, (laughs) and I'm not saying this as a coach, but I remember my first boyfriend, one of the reasons that I broke up with him, I think, was because I just, at the time, of course, my first boyfriend, and even though he was 10 years older than me, at the time, I didn't really know how to show up for him. Like, he just, Mm -hmm. like, um, he was very... Um, expressive, right? He was very expressive with his emotions. I was this young girl growing up, and I was, you know, totally, sometimes I would be, be black. Like, like, you know, I was, he used to think I was very just loose, like, but he was very expressive, and at the time, he had just lost his father, and there I would see this grown man who was 10 years older than me crying, and I wasn't really sure how to show, you know, I didn't know how to show up. Like, I didn't know how to, I really didn't know how to comfort him. I, I don't know if that made any sense, but at the time, I didn't know how to I wasn't comfortable with his pain, if that makes any sense. And I'm not a coach, yeah. but I was just a yeah, girlfriend. But, I, you know, I didn't know how to be, I didn't know how to comfort him. I didn't know, I wasn't feeling comfortable with being, in, you know, in his presence and him feeling that pain. And I didn't know what to do about it. And I just felt, you know, this person is too expressive for me. And I, I can't deal with this. And I kind of hold, and it's funny because looking at it right back now, he's probably one of the best <laughs> people who've, you know, grown right. so much wiser. Absolutely. Definitely. I mean, I think that, like, I got to be honest, one of the most uncomfortable experiences for me is when you're looking at someone that needs to cry and isn't. That's more uncomfortable mm. to me than someone that's crying. I mean, I freaking cry a lot. And I remember, like, but it, I got to this point where, you know, in my life where I was like, I'm not crying because for the first time I'm not crying because things are bad. I'm crying because mm-hmm. you know, things are good. Because I've always been, you know, I remember going to a Britney Spears concert when I was young and just being in awe and crying because she was living her dream. She was doing it. <laughs> and so I think I've all, and I, so I mean, across the board, I mean, I will listen to Oprah and I will be sobbing. I will see books around me and I will just be <laughs> on the verge. You know what I'm saying? So I think that, like, I know. I mean, my boy, my boyfriend will tell you that I feel like I beg him to cry. I mean, he's he's yet to do it. Supposedly, <laughs> he supposedly he is emotional, but I I'm, I want to believe him. So, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> oh my god, that that was so funny. But you know that you say this, it is true because even for me now, it's funny because you know people like I remember I was doing the summit and then my speakers that are saying really nice things about me and I was almost in tears like you know I'm watching a film and I and, and for God's sake I'm an actress you know like I kind of know what's going to mm-hmm. happen you know I write play and I know that it's all make the leap but that I have I'm shedding a tear I'm like are you kidding me am I growing old or something <laughs> so I become so expressive and so emotional like you know I, I'm no longer ashamed 
to feel what I'm feeling and, and say what I'm saying and, and, and yes, and really be alive, you know, using your words. So yeah. when I was growing up, I thought it was a problem. And, and I remember my father was the one who actually said this to me, said expression is a sign of strength and not weakness. And that was something that I carried on with me. You know, I remind myself, it's okay, it's a sign of strength. It's not a sign of weakness. It's a sign of strength that you can express how you feel and you can, show, you know, and you don't have to be ashamed about it. And like I said to this day, it's funny because he probably is probably one of the best men <laughs> because I knew what he was thinking. I knew what he was feeling. You know, right. I could be like, he would never be ashamed to send me an email and say, I love you, and I'm so honored to have you in my life. At the time, he just didn't feel like it was anything special, but after going through all kinds of men, <laughs> you start to realize that that was special. You know, that was something that somebody wasn't ashamed to say how they feel and at any given point. You know, he was never ashamed to just, put it out and lay it out on the table. And I think at the end of the day, as you grow older and you grow wiser, you realize that you don't really want to play games. You want people who just, who just put it out there right the way it is, you know, just say it like it is. So um, I'm starting to find the value in that. Now, I do have a question um, for you. Um, okay, so here's this. Um, this is from Julia. Julia is saying, um, um, Chelsea, what would you say is the most common mistake or reasons that people break up, and how can someone avoid it? The, common, the most common mistake that people break up. I mean, I think it kind of one part of it plays off of what we were just talking about. I feel like people are really kind of blind to how someone else is feeling, so they're kind of guessing it all the time. They're going out with their friends and trying to understand it, but they never feel like they can actually ask their partner what they feel or that they, their partner doesn't know. They can't put words to it. So I think what ends up happening is you feel like there's not a real investment there. You feel like, you know, you just don't have the answers, so you have to break up. I think that another reason that, that people break up is, one, I've seen that the guy, I think this is kind of specific to men. I mean, I know it's a generalization, but men will, I, I say six months, you know, prior, will check out of a relationship. They will say, this is not it for me, Right but they're so yeah. nervous about how to do that. They're so uncomfortable yeah. about how to let a woman down when the woman is begging, possibly, you know, mm-hmm. for it to be right. So they'll check out, and then that checking out over a six-month period sometimes will just drive a woman to have no other choice but to break up. So I think that yeah. a lot of it, though, it goes back to, you know, people break up because they feel like nothing's left. Um, how do you avoid yeah. that? You avoid that by really trying in advance before you get to that point to answer questions, to answer the questions that are being posed to you and to answer them brutally, honestly, knowing that what hurts people the most is not understanding why. If you can give people why, like, hey, why aren't you having sex with me anymore? You know, like, why Uh why did we used to talk in the morning and now you never call me? I mean... You know, uh-huh. just explain it. Even if it's hurtful, like it gives people uh, a basis of how to either change their behavior or to go- do things differently. One quote that I uh-huh. fucking hate is the, you know, the idiom or whatever, like, uh, what people think of me is none of my business. I want to know what people think about me, so I have a chance True. of, like, working on myself. You know what I'm saying? Mm-hmm. And I think relationships yeah. are the same. You know, give someone... Um, Give someone, give someone your reasoning, and they won't mm-hmm. have to break up with kind of the unknown. They'll know why they're breaking up. 
I think I, I really think that's of, powerful. Yeah. yeah. I, I think I think that is really powerful. Gift, you know, give someone. I, I think that is really powerful. You need to let people know how they're showing up, and I think sometimes we're not aware of how we show up. Maybe we're just sometimes so self-absorbed, or we're just you know into ourselves or into what's going on at the time that we we don't realize how we're reflecting you know to the other person. So I think it's important that people have that conversation. Okay, I want to I want to quickly do this because I know we don't have so much time left, but there I need to read this question out to you because I have a feeling you want to hear this one. Now, this is oh, God. interesting. Okay. Okay. <laughs> oh my god. And, is and this my sister? I know. I tell. I <laughs> so this I know you want to hear this one. So she, okay. So she's like, okay. What are some things I can do to help stay connected to my long-distance boyfriend if we can't see each other as often as I would like? She's crazy. She's crazy. <laughs> she knows I'm in a long-distance relationship, so I think, she, I think she's trying to get me to ask myself the freaking question. Uh, yeah, thank, thanks for putting okay. me on the spot there, sis. Um, ah, so I think that's some things that after, you know, how, you know, almost being an expert right now at long-distance relationships, not an expert, but that's, that's what I know, I think that I've come to realize that, listen, I mean, you know, some people really want to be courted in a sense, and what you're missing out when someone's away is, you know, the day-to-day, even the spontaneity, you know, I think that, like, we fall in love with spontaneous moments, not with the predictable, like, we fall in love with the surprise. So how can someone surprise you from afar? I would freaking love, I think a great idea is, hey, I'm not with you to take you out to dinner, so I'm going to order dinner in for you, for example. Or I bought tickets to this movie for you. I bought tickets to movie for myself. You go there, I go there. Let's have that experience. Mm. It's about, like, listen, love, love is about experiences. So you've got to find mm-hmm. a way that, one, you're having, like, the conversations. I think love is a series of conversations first and foremost. But if you can't be there, if you can't get yourself to that person, find out how you can make your world almost, how you can step outside your door and invite them out even if you're not in their city. It's super freaking important. I think it's so important, and I think we can feel so helpless because we're far away, but, you know, technology is at our fingertips, and I think there's so many ways to uh, to surprise and, and to find ways to have the same experience from two different cities. Yep. I guess that's where I'd start. Chelsea, does that answer the Yeah. I, does that answer it, my sister? <gasps> Yeah, <laughs> I've been mean, nodding my head. I wish you could see me just nodding, nodding, nodding. And I'm like, oh, my God, yes. You know, it's so important to create all yeah. those moments. Oh, my God. Oh, God, there's another question, Marilyn Sholanke. Ah, Sholanke, that's like a Yoruba name. Okay. So uh, here's this, and we don't have so much time. We have just about four minutes, but let's see if we could do this, you know, just before we wrap this up. Let's call this our wrap-up <laughs> conversation. Um, okay, so a guy I dated in the past, has recently come back to my life after eight months. Our reason for breakup was communication. I'm a talker and he's an avoider. He has also avoided my advice on going for counseling. Is there a chance that we can make this work? Hmm. I think that 
Oh, God, okay, I'll try to be fast. I mean, I could go in so many different directions. I'll just say this. If you're someone that's really talkative and really admires that in someone else, and you know that someone else is a quiet human being, a voider, I don't, I, I truly, my gut feeling is it will never work. Um, I think that, like, when you honor someone that can speak up, that would go to therapy on their own, that would want that for themselves, you requesting it doesn't make you respect the person more. Because you want to be with someone that had that idea themselves, that want that for themselves, that is this way on their own. I used to think that, like, it was such a sign of who I was if I could make someone do something, if I could turn them into someone that finally did. But you know what? You don't end up respecting that person. You end up possibly building them up for the next relationship and not building them up for yours so acknowledge what it is like who you want to meet okay I think the biggest thing is try to meet someone that already has been in their life who you're looking to meet not someone who will become a certain way from dating you but someone who has lived out their lives becoming that person already because that's super freaking attractive that's how you that's that's how you go and get your the goal the gold you will. Okay, you know, I'm looking at I'm looking at the question, and I know there is a you know it's a really it's pretty was a long question, and thank you, Peter, for allowing me to skip that part. <laughs> but I mean, this she's saying here that you know I've been married twice before, and so was he, and he still wants us back, but it's not working. But I guess your your you know your advice still applies, right? I mean, if I guess your advice still she, applies. Oh, she married. Um, wait, she married twice before, and he wants to get back. Yes. She has been married twice before, and so has he. He still wants us back, oh. but it's not working. All right. Okay. So they've been in touch as friends, all you know. And okay, so they've been married. They've both been married before, and um, okay. the relationship isn't working. Okay. But I guess your, your, you know, your advice still really pretty much applies, right? Okay. We don't have so much time, Chelsea. I'm gonna have to drag you back into a roundtable. Oh my God, you're on fire! Like there's so many questions that left untouched. We can do something. We can put together a roundtable, and I'm going to have to bring you back. That's for sure, because I'm, all those questions, you have to tackle them, or I, we can ship them up to you by email. But here's what, you know, you're so amazing, and you've just shared so much in the show, and it's been so nice having you join me all the way from New York. And um, but let me ask you this. If the listeners want to connect with you, how can they find you? Where can they, you know, where can they find you? How do they get across to you for just more advice and for help? I think the easiest way is, you know, my website, breakupward.com. If you have a direct question, if you want to get a coaching package, if you scroll all the way down, there's a message box that will email me directly. If you want, also, you can just email me at chelsea at breakupward.com. So that's B-R-E-A-K-U-P-W-A-R-D.com. I love hearing from people, okay, guys. so I always message back. Okay, so if you need to reach Chelsea, don't forget to send her an email. Send them an email to Chelsea at breakupward.com or just go to her website, www.breakupward.com or just click on her name on the show notes and it will take you straight to her website. Chelsea, has been so amazing having you on the show. Oh, my goodness. You've been awesome, and I can't wait for us to do this again. Yeah, let's do it. I'm ready. I'm ready. Thank you so much. I adore you. Thank this you. Perfect. <laughs> I, Thank you. I, I adore you, too. This is so mutual. Okay, Talk Bugs, we've had such an amazing time with my very special guest. It's some scripture out. It's some filter out. It's some talk.
Listening to the Naked Talk with Alex, of course.